I'm gonna tell you what it is, okay? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is Miss Ethnicity, right? Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical for excluding African American elements. Well, that's how you get your PhD in black cinema, Sister Soldier. Welcome back, everyone, to Afro Horror Podcast. This is Sharday Sellers here with my co-host, Chris Courtney Martin. Hey, y'all. And today we are talking about Gothica, another dark castle explosion. Yes. One of our favorites, right, Chris? Yeah, and it is. it has been panned for some reason. Okay, so I have a conspiracy theory, mm. and I will have a many. Just wait till we get to who really shot JFK. Um, I believe that some people, like the Illuminati of Hollywood or whatever, decided that Halle Berry was getting too big for her bridges. And they were just like, here's what we're going to do. Regardless of how good her shit is, we're just going to pan it. We're just going to pan it. Because we can't handle a Black girl being that fabulous. That's how DC fans feel about critics. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime their movie comes out. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, we're not gonna, I don't want DC fans yelling at me, so <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate. Um, I, yeah, I don't understand the hate for this movie at all. Because not only is uh, Halle Berry good in it, uh, but it's actually a really unique story and a standalone original horror film. It's not like it's a remake. It's not like it's a sequel. Um, I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, her and Penelope Cruz. Yeah, oh, right. And Penelope Cruz and Hallie in one movie. Yeah, and Robert Downey Jr. And, yeah, it had a great cast. And, and it had a great song. Thank you, Limp Bizkit. Or yeah. I think it's just Fred Durst. I don't think Limp Bizkit was involved. Great song, great music video. He got to basically make out with Halle Berry. <laughs> Talk about Did you see perks. the music video? I vaguely remember it when I made was... Made out with Halle yeah. Berry. I was like, could you imagine if you're just like limp, like Fred Durst and you're like, yeah, I'm writing the song uh, for the movie, but I want Hallie in the video and I want to make out with her. I bet he put that shit in his writer. Oh, hell yeah. I would do, I would do it too. <laughs> like, you want this song? I want Halle Berry. Like, he saw Monsters Ball the day before. He was oh, just like, mm, Too soon. It's mm. always too soon. Um, yeah, Gothica gets a lot of shit, but I'm going to run through some facts about Gothica real quick. Uh, released November 21st, 2003. A tight 98 minutes released by, uh, distributed by Warner Brothers with a budget of $40 million, And it made $140.6 million domestically. So it, it definitely made its money back, for sure. Um, director, I'm going to get some names wrong, you guys. So just, you know this by now if you've been listening. Um, director, Mateu Kasovets. Writer, Sebastian Gutierrez. Composer, John Ottman. Uh, cinematographer, Matthew Liberty. Uh, editor Yannick Karagot. Um, and then we've got our black actors we're honoring today. Uh, Halle Berry as Dr. Miranda Gray and Charles S. Dutton as Dr. Douglas Gray. Yes, the rock in the building. Yeah. Um, look, Charles is amazing in this film. And the twist at the end, and if you and here's a spoiler section if you haven't seen Gothica, which by the way is still on Netflix currently. Yes. Uh, watch it before they take it off, like they do all their good horror films. Uh, this twist is that Hallie 
is basically possessed by one of the ghosts that her husband, uh, the woman that his husband has murdered, her husband and his best friend, who's the sheriff of the town, go figure, has been kidnapping, raping, and murdering a bunch of white girls <laughs> in town. Yeah. And one of those girls possesses Hallie to kill her husband uh, as revenge. But she doesn't go after the cop, which I don't understand. It's probably a proximity thing. Yeah, she's just close. She lives with the husband. Yeah. Sure, we'll kill him. We'll get the cop later. Um, so while we don't have any time of deaths in this movie because A, Hallie lives, woo woo, and two, we don't see her husband's death in the film. We see flashbacks of it, but we don't really have an exact on-screen moment to be fair in the world of the film. Um, we do see her hack him up uh, as the possessed demon, but... Yeah, so we don't have really times of deaths in this movie. But he does die. He's not alive. Uh, And Hallie's basically in this institution where she's a doctor, where in the beginning of the movie, she's basically telling Penelope Cruz she doesn't believe her uh, when she's saying she's being raped by the devil. And we soon find out the devil is the sheriff and her husband um, who's been coming into the facility to rape these mentally ill women. And... The thing about this movie, I want you guys to understand, once Hallie gets in that situation where she's a doctor and no one believes her, this is a really important theme about not believing black women. And I I know you're going to say this is a stretch, but it's not a stretch. It brings me back to when the R. Kelly thing started oh, yeah. coming out. And we were all like, no, we're not. And in the judge in the R. Kelly trial, if you guys ever watch the documentary, is basically like, or not the judge, one of the jury members, well, no, I didn't believe her because look how she dressed and look how she talks. Um, and that's just how I feel. Like, even Hallie, who, this is perfect that her character, Dr. Miranda Gray, is black because she's a MD, clinical psychologist, like, smart woman, never been in any trouble, but She's talking to Robert Downey Jr., her friend, who's known her colleague for all these years, and he still doesn't believe her. And it is implied by the guy who runs the hospital that she was the best doctor at the hospital before she was committed. Right. And no one believes her. Yeah. And uh, it just goes to show, women in general, but also Black women especially, I'm, again, bringing up the R. Kelly situation. It, it see, And we're not going to do the blame game here. When Weinstein happened... Everyone jumped on it, and yes, he got everything he got due uh, that was coming to him. But it seemed like we were so quick to believe Weinstein victims more so than R. Kelly victims. And I know for a fact that's because they were Black women. I just know that. Yeah, because what white supremacy does is turn Black people against Black people. Right, and we're saying those girls were fast. Those girls were hoes. Those girls were asking for it. They knew what they were doing. They knew the rumors were R. Kelly. They wanted to be in the business. Which they did say all the same things about the Weinstein victims, but it felt like it took quicker for once the cat got out of the bag about Weinstein, really, to get him some prosecution. Um, The day we're filming this podcast, uh, R. Kelly's just been arrested for his second, (laughs) but this time human trafficking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's also different when you've got actresses who have multi-million dollars and, and versus these little girls who come from Chicago. Yes. You know, I have I have mutuals on Twitter who've talked about how this man would just hang out, hang out by the high oh, school. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> My family's from Chicago. Yeah. And there's always the joke like, yeah, our kid likes little girls. We all know that. Like, I have family in Chicago that we would be like, We'd ask them questions and they shrug it off their shoulder. Like, oh, yeah, he hangs out at the high school. We know this. So for this movie, for me, for as a black woman, it was very much I looked, the theme of not being believed. Um, 
especially even even as crazy as it sounds. She wasn't, she, for the most part, in the first beginning when, you know, she realized where she was. Yeah, she was erratic, you could tell. But when she calmed down, she was laser focused to her friend. Like, I am telling you, this is what happened. And he still didn't believe her. After saying she was the most rational person that he'd ever met. Yeah, exactly. So it goes to show you, like, believing Black women to me is is so important. And I love that this, and I don't know, I, I wish I could track down the screenwriter, uh, Sebastian Gutierrez, to know if it was intended for this character to always be a black woman. Um, but we, again, if you've listened to podcasts, uh, we've had Edwin on talking about The Purge and how just the layers change once a character becomes black. Not because it's written that way, but just because the layers come with that. Um, I, I don't know if they obviously intended Hallie to be black, but the layers of her being a black woman and not being believed, especially surrounded by all these white people. Like, <laughs> that were smiling in her face the day smiling before. Smiling in her face. Fucking Irene. We'll get into Irene's ass in a second. Which one is Irene? The nurse. Oh, the yeah. nurse. No, we can, we can talk about Irene right now. Yeah, Irene, who basically shot got my girl down like i remember the scene where they clothesline hallie in in the hallway because she's running i was like oh goddamn <laughs> honestly i feel like irene has been waiting and watching like just give me a second to sock it to this uppity negress i don't know maybe i'm just a cynical person but and or you know i don't know if that's the subtext that the actress was using but. i think and look this is a really race heavy episode so i can already tell some of you're shaking in your boots listening <laughs> to us but look the whole notion of white women being white before women you know what, what, what are they race first right race first comes into this movie yeah we call this white feminism where it's not really about the movement of feminism but it's about the whiteness attached to it and so when we talk about rape or molestation or being believed we don't take we don't want to they don't still want to see the race stuff they just want to worry about oh it's about women about women about women in this case the nurse she immediately fell off her feminism shit and it was just like, I don't believe this bitch. <laughs> like, she crazy. Let's give her some pills. Let's knock her out. She was just waiting for the chance to patronize her. Just waiting. That's just that's just what I what I got from that. Yeah, there was no feminism. There was no womanhood in that nurse at all. Um, Robert Downey, you have to, I mean, for him, he's a man, so I don't intend him to see anything. But as a woman who works with a bunch of women, you should know what it feels like not to be believed. And, Absolutely. And try to talk to me, but no, you didn't. And the only person that actually believed her was Penelope Cruz, the crazy yeah. bitch that she told. Chloe, <laughs> she didn't believe. I mean, and I love that, that despite everything that Chloe had endured, she still had compassion for yeah. her. And I mean, like... She you, was, yeah, she could easily be like, I told you so. Yeah. I told you so. And like, she, she was whispering like ominous, creepy shit, but you know, she did it with a hug. Yeah. She said, he's coming for you. <laughs> Hug me. <laughs> she, yeah, but, um, yeah, but I know Chloe felt vindicated in that moment. Like, yeah. Oh, man, I, I hate that it has to happen this way, but at least it's happening. Yeah. But she was, she was just too classy to rub it in her face. Too classy. And I will say Halle Berry really fights her way through this movie to find the truth for herself. She is really, and, and I love the, the juxtaposition of my husband's a terrible person, but I'm really sad that he's gone. Yeah. And this is another thing, which I love about this movie that I think people miss. You know, when you, when someone gets arrested for murder or rape, you always, and people, their family go, I never knew he was such a good guy. I love that she struggles with this moment of, I've only known him to be loving and caring and generous and supportive. I don't know this monster. And really 
going, damn, and, and was I paying attention? What I was living with someone who was capable of doing this and, and in our house, how, do, how was I able to do that? Um, I, I think it didn't touch on that enough, but it's a horror film, so it's not a drama. Um, but I really like that nuance that Hallie bought to it, where you could see it all in her eyes as she's doing the flashbacks of her killing her husband. She's crying for her husband, yeah. but also when you realize he's a terrible person and done terrible things, it's still sad, though. Like, yeah. that's still your husband. Um, at the end of this movie, you guys, they kind of leave it open-ended where Hallie sees another ghost in the street and... I thought we were getting sequels and it never came. <laughs> it's the conspiracy. <laughs> it's which sucks because now we're having like a, a Halle Berry a reemergence again. All yes. started, people are starting to reappear. I we never forgot you, Halle. Halle Berry, hallelujah. Right. The community has never forgotten you, but all of a sudden everyone wants to Halle Berry again. Like she, yeah, she started all this. Um, so I, I kind of believe your conspiracy theory now. <laughs> See? Yeah. They were, someone was out to get her. Yeah, somebody had to be. Because like, that could have been easily been a sequel. Yeah, like, if it were Sandra Bullock, there would be five of those bitches. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I would watch all of them. True, because we love Sandy over here. It sounded like, sound like it was a good origin story. I think Gothica, as an origin story, is fine. I think a sequel would have been much stronger, like, to see her kind of go into this mode of tracking down ghosts and, and helping them. Yeah. Which is very Ghost Hunter, I guess. No, what's the one with the... Uh, the uh, the girl the, Jennifer Love yes. Hewitt. What is that? Ghost Whisperer. Yeah, I guess they can't do that because it's Ghost Whisperer. That's just <laughs> Ghost. I just pitched Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Gothic is a fun one though. Uh, this one we keep it short because Hallie lives and she's the only other black person in it besides her husband. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's actually great representation. So five stars. Yeah. Yeah, five stars for that. The yeah, women Penelope Cruz kills it. The women in the leads kill it. Um, Robert Robert Downey, Iron Man. <laughs> yes, Robert. Um, he's wonderful too. And any any last thoughts about Gothica? I mean, go watch it while before you know yeah, it's it on gets Netflix. yoinked. Yeah, go watch it and uh, listen to the, Nobody Knows What It's Like. <laughs> Side note, I really miss Fred Durst and Limp yeah. I really do enjoy their music. Um, I don't know where they are, but hopefully they're still making music. Because yeah. I like them. And what a great soundtrack. Just that song, actually. <laughs> I don't think I had any other songs. <laughs> Only one I know. Only one I know. Only one that matters. All right, that wraps it up for us this week. We'll uh, see you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Afro Horror is edited by PJ Vernetti with logo design by Jaron Hempel. All episodes were recorded at Envision Media Space in Burbank, California. You can find us on Twitter at Afro Horror Pod, as well as on Instagram and Facebook under at Afro Horror. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Also, check out our website, www.afrohorror.com, for show notes and extra features. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this show. <laughs>